Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of Playdate. I am Allison LeBrun, and I'm so excited because I'm here today with one of my dear friends and an amazingly gifted and talented superstar. <laughs> and we're in Berg- Bergdorf Goodman. I never know how to pronounce that, but we're here in New York City, and we're hanging out just hanging out and we're gonna have a really cool conversation so sherry is a singer songwriter and she has an album she performs all over the place and i'm so so excited to have you here today sherry thank you so much for being on yeah thank you for having me (laughs) so i'm so curious how did you become a singer songwriter i know that's sort of like somewhat maybe some people would think of that as an outside the box career so what was that process like? Did you sing growing up or how did you fall into this or create this? Well, um, I've always been a musician and singer. I've been composing songs since I was eight years old on piano, full songs, and always sang. I grew up in a musical household. My mom was an opera singer and classical piano player, and and my uncle was a recording engineer. So it's, it's sort of... Um, it's in my blood and it's in my environment and it's it's just circulating in my spirit. And I never really made a decision to do it. I just always had this kind of natural gift, I suppose, or attraction or ease or whatever you want to call it in, in terms of channeling songs. So I have some, a lot of stories like that will let you know about like how I actually fell into it as a career path a little bit more seriously. Um, I have a magical keyboard synchroni- synchronicity story, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's never it was never really like a, a conscious like should I do it or should I not do it? It just naturally happened. I love that. So it sounds like you were following just what you love and what feels good and what you were natural at. Yes, exactly. So tell us about the magical keyboard story. I'd love to hear that story. <laughs> Well, um, this is really like an interactive interview with all the elevator dings and everything. This is really, this is real. Um, so so the, the thing with that story, I'll give you the, the clip note version of that story. I was um, studying at, at UPenn. I was studying music and poetry there. And I used to uh, go to the, the jazz piano practice room to write songs and to practice but I, I always I was secretly writing songs in my bedroom and I didn't have a piano there I just was sort of um, writing lyrics and melodies and things and I was hoping I was like wow I wish I could get a, a piano or a keyboard here so I started thinking slowly in my mind what if I what if I was able to purchase a used keyboard a tiny little one because I lived in a tiny little room there and, and, I, and the idea kept formulating as a seed in my brain over many months and one particular Saturday night, I had a very vivid dream, and I woke up from the dream. I had a dream about a Casio keyboard, a very small one, and I woke up the dr- from the dream that the next day, very kind of groggy and in a half-dream-like state, and when I woke up uh, that morning, I um, was walking to the, je- to the library, actually, and instead of taking the direct route, which would have led me directly to the, re- the library, I had this kind of urge and feeling to take a more uh, winding path that particular day through the campus. It would have taken twice as long to get there. So I kind of dreamily walked through the campus and as it so happened that one day they were having a church sale and I walked past the church sale and there at the church sale they had the exact Casio keyboard I had dreamt of the night before and had been dreaming of for many months prior to that. So it was this kind of synchronistic, magical um, meeting of me and the keyboard 
and uh, and I just and I said, how much is this keyboard? Does it work? And they said it was twenty dollars. And I said, hold it for me. This is my keyboard. I'm running to an ATM, getting out twenty dollars. And I tested it with a Nintendo charger. I remember, and it was like not in perfect condition, but it was okay. It was buzzing a little bit, and I was. I just never, from that moment on, I, I, when I came into owning that little Casio keyboard, I never looked back. I just kept writing songs, and, and that was my career path, and that was who I was. Wow, that's such an amazing story. Oh my gosh, it's so interesting. I've had experiences like that myself, where I've seen something, or I've drawn something, actually, because I, for many years, I've always had, like, a journal with me, and I would just draw, and then something that I drew in my journal would show up in my world, and it was so strange, like, that's so cool. So, I mean, how would you explain that? Like, what, how would you explain that happen, happening? Well, um, I believe thoughts create things, and I, this was a seed I planted in my mind for many months, and I think just with my I didn't have any, you know, resistance to it. I just was excited about it and thinking about it. I didn't, I didn't really have strong, um, f- strong feelings either way. So it just naturally floated into my life. I think I manifested and created this desire I had. It was a very easy, kind of natural solution, and I didn't have a lot of angst or anything, you know, stress or struggle connected to it. It was just easy, mm. and I just loved writing songs, and I just felt called to it my soul felt called to, to this path so it was just the most natural beautiful poetic soulful occurrence mm, I love that I love how you said use the word easy because that's something um I'm present to more just recently how there's sort of like two pathways we can take one is like hard work and struggle and stress and grind and then the other is like choosing to be in the consciousness and the energy of like ease and like joy and like flow so is that something that you consciously have always chosen or is that something that you got introduced to through like a book or a mentor or something like that the concept of ease Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I, 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 I didn't come into, you know, for many years, and I'm still working on it, but for many years I've always worked my ass off and worked so hard and struggled and strained and, you know, worked ten times as hard as everyone else and, and just pushed for everything and tried to make things happen. And I'm still working on kind of taking that, that urge I have and that kind of, um, I, I guess, uh, ethic or, you know, way of being. I'm, st- I'm trying to strip it down more into just imagining more and having more fun and, and being more easy about things and creating with my thoughts rather than my actions so much. Mm. So I, I just have a shift and I, I just learned it over the years from, I've always been a... Uh, attracted to metaphysics and spirituality. I mean, we're all spiritual just by being spirit. We are all, all spirit in human form. So, yeah, it's just something I've learned over the years, and I'm st- it's a, I'm a work in progress. I mean, I sometimes still work too hard through action, so I'm getting better, though. <laughs> totally, we all are. <laughs> but you and I have had some fun adventures in the city where we've been like practicing that energy of just... Um, choosing ease and going with the flow and it's so amazing what uh, like happens when you're congruent and you're aligned just how things just kind of come to you they fall in your lap and you're like whoa just like this interview spot we were supposed to go to the plaza and then there was a line and they were there was reservations needed and all these things and we're like hmm this doesn't feel good let's go and then these really nice people in line said oh what about Bergdorf Goodman they have a restaurant so we went up to the restaurant 
and then that just didn't feel like so aligned and then we're like you're like oh let's sit on this bench and we start sitting on this bench and then all of a sudden there's a plug and it's like well let's do it here <laughs> so neat so um I'm curious to know if you have any interesting stories to share about songs and that you've written or downloaded and like the process of that happening and and also recording because I know you've have your first album and all of that and that's quite an adventure yeah, well, I've released actually many EPs, many singles, and we'll be releasing a, a, a stream of new singles in the new year, and an EP, and eventually a full record. So this is this is not my first, but this is a new one coming out. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I mean, I have countless stories. I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that about songwriting and recording processes. I mean, for me, mostly, I just um, I'm always thinking about songs and always thinking about. Um, the creation and the lyrics and the melody and it's always pulsing through my head in some way and I my I, I just have so and I really need to get organized but I have so many scraps of paper like you wouldn't believe like piles and piles of lyrics and piles and piles of melodies and cassette tapes and CDs and just like I, I'm like a big archival uh, cabinet you know I just I feel like I'm it's, it's your if you really are um focused on being a, a songwriter or, or an artist it's a constant um you never stop your brain never really turns off so much it's you're always collecting information and ideas and mm. but uh specific stories let me think about that i have yeah. I, I do have some how do you know um what song like i know like like you said you always are hearing melodies or hearing lyrics how do you know when a song is meant to be actually like come through you and you're meant to bring it to life through recording it oh through recording it in terms of you know not the actual uh, full recording but just getting documenting the song you mean writing the song or the actual full recording oh how do you know to record which songs to record there's no right and wrong I mean I have countless songs I believe in that I haven't recorded yet so it's it's you know when I for me at least I have some of my favorites and I have a producer and we we discuss and we talk about which ones feel right and and um you know and, and it, it shifts because you're always evolving too so now there's a part of me that's like wow I, you know I'm so glad I recorded those songs but I really want to record these and and it just has to feel they, they just have to feel right in the moment there's no right or wrong it's just intuition and feeling and gut hmm I love that um, so what would you say to someone that say is like thinking, Oh, I'd love to pursue music. I'd love to do this as my career. Cause it is your career. Yeah. Um, what kinds of tips would you give or what kinds of words of wisdom would you want to give? Oh, wow. I, well, I would say if, if it's something that you feel called to do and it's your passion and just do it, you know, go for it. Don't listen to any naysayers. Don't listen to what anyone else has to say. Um, people often will always, not always, not everyone, but many will try to discourage you, you know, because people have a, often have a belief that it's hard to make money in art, which is not always, which is not true. It depends on your belief system and, and a million different factors and also cultivating your craft and putting in your, you, you know, the joyful 10,000 hours, you know, not to see it as work, but to see it as, as a pleasurable thing. I would say go for it and do it, you know, and just believe in yourself. And, and the same advice I would give to myself, I would give to someone just starting out, which is don't worry so much. Have fun with it. Mm, I love that. <laughs> don't worry. Yep. <laughs> have fun. Um, do you have any songs that you're releasing this year that you're particularly excited about or you have maybe interesting stories about or you want to give us some 
like little foreshadowing about? <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, I have quite a few coming out this year. So um, for all of your listeners, I'm sure Allison will post a, a link, to, yeah. you know, to my website if you want to get on my email list and or follow me on all my social media type things just to learn more about the these songs. But um, yeah, I have some really amazing amazing stories um I'll, just a quick one was when i was recording a song we were we were recording a song called born to love and we recorded the vocal on the first day and i was so excited i thought it was this perfect vocal and we comped it together i was so thrilled and on this on the second day the producer said to me after i had sang this other song and i was really kind of exhausted and tired and he said the producer said to me sherry you know why don't you take one more pass on born to love from yesterday and i said you know sure but i have nothing left i just sang my butt off this other song my voice is kind of tired and i'm exhausted and i i just i don't it's not going to be usable we can't we can't do anything really right now but i'll try it if you want me to mm. and he said yeah just try it just do a pass so I just closed my eyes and I just kind of didn't care at all. I, I just, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, yeah, but yeah. I didn't give a shit at all. <laughs> I just completely stood there and surrendered and just let it happen and didn't, didn't care because I didn't think it was usable. I thought it would totally suck. Mm. So I sang, I just sang this pass for it and there were a couple of people in the room and then when I opened my eyes, I was expecting people to kind of like either laugh at me or tell me it was garbage pretty much. And instead... The producer said to me, Sherry, that was a Grammy award winning performance. And I looked at him and I was like, are you, are you totally like pulling my chain? Are you messing with me? Like, there's no way that was, that could be good. I, I, I was tired. I was exhausted. I didn't care. I wasn't trying at all. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I just was standing there singing really. And he said, trust me on this. Take a listen. So we listened and I was like, I just, I wasn't really in my full mental capacity to take it in. I'm like, oh, okay. We listened the next day and I was shocked the next day to hear it because it was like this magical performance. It sounded like, like I got out of my own way and I just allowed the song to flow through, but I still didn't believe we could use it because I'm like, there's no way we're going to use a live vocal for a final take. We have all these recording tools. So we recorded it a little bit down the pike again and I thought it was even better than the first time you know getting an even more perfect vocal and then it, we listened again to the first vocal that I thought was perfect the live vocal take where I didn't care yeah and then the third third vocal take and I was to- it totally blew my mind like the the live vocal was not it wasn't perfect but it had this special kind of authenticity authenticity and realness and and just getting out of your own way mm. and it was shocking and I, I was so amazed by it so we ended up using we did a couple of punches on it and we used the live vocal take wow. as the final vocal so it just goes to show when you totally surrender and you let go and you don't try and I wasn't trying to prove anything to anyone I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to sing yeah. and I wasn't trying to tell a story I just told the story and didn't think about how people would receive it or judge it it just was the story mm-hmm. so magic can happen when you allow that to happen in that way so I kind of feel like capturing those moments where you're totally out of your own way is a really special thing so mm-hmm. I, so I feel really especially proud of that song just for that incredible I don't I won't even say lesson but but just the experience of it mm-hmm. and believing and trusting that perfection what is perfection anyway yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. 
what is perfection anyway? That's such a great question. <laughs> it's a made-up concept that no one can really ever achieve because it's always changing. Yes. Especially for women. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. It's like in the 60s it was like, oh, perfection is being really, really skinny. And now it's like, oh, but you need to make sure you have, you're skinny, but you have a big butt and yeah. you have big lips and, you know, long yeah. hair. But no, it's short. Yeah. <laughs> now it's blonde. No, it's black. Like, it's like y- you can't never reach it. Um, it's this made-up idea. I love that story. It's so beautiful. And, like, what a blessing to have such an amazing producer yes. who really can f- feel that authenticity. That's so rare to have someone in your life that really is a stand for you to, you know, us to be authentic versus, like, wanting to, like, try to project these perfection ideas onto us. It's so amazing. How did you meet your producer? Well, that's an amazing story too and I think it also goes for me also I really I'm an I'm a very seasoned experienced live performer I've so I think from you know and for so many others but now more than ever I need to trust that I can really deliver live which translates to the studio mm. that you don't have to sing you can trust in your live performances because there's something really magical about about that mm. so that's what I I want to do more live type studio performances doesn't have to be a full take like that particular one the whole but anyway that's just another awakening I've had but um but yeah in terms of the short story where the producer is I just um I had been searching for a producer for a while and I had met all these very well-known producers in LA and all these you know and all these very um famous producers and but they and they were they're amazing but they weren't the right fit for me um for a million reasons at this moment in time so I kind of gave up at a certain point looking for a producer I said universe take this I can't I can't do it I'm not having any luck finding the perfect match and I need to record and I give up yeah so I kind of gave up and I did this was a few years ago and I just got really happy for no reason (laughs) just to be alive I just got was like letting that you know the music thing go for a minute got really happy for a period of, of time and then I woke up one morning from a, a dream again I you know it's we're in very receptive states when we dream mm. and I woke up from a dream and I had this idea to you know why don't you go to, to LA and meet with this one particular producer who's your dr- dream producer who was not the producer I ended up working with by the way but mm. somebody else and I thought just you know just go book a trip to LA and I, so I was, so I woke up from that and I was like, oh, that's a funny idea, but it was such a strong urge in me, uh, that I, I just followed it, mm. which is kind of, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to book housing and, and, and trip. I mean, that's a pretty big impulse to have, but yeah. I, I felt like it was, it just felt very divinely inspired. So I did, I went to LA and I met with that particular producer and he was wonderful, but not the right one for me. And, and all these wonderful things happened when I was in that particular trip to California. One of them being that I saw my grandfather who was unconscious in a hospital for the last time before he passed away. And I sang to him. I sang him all these jazz standards in the hospital and was showing him rainbow waterfall videos and showing all these other patients in the room videos. And it was just really wonderful that I had that opportunity when I was there to see my grandfather, Barney. And another thing, before I met my producer... Tell me if I'm going on too long about this. Um, but another amazing thing when I was there, that particularly divinely inspired trip, is uh, when I was in Santa Monica visiting um, one of these... There was a, t- a couple of very well-known producers I visited there. But I was in Santa Monica, and a friend of mine, who I hadn't seen in a long time, I just texted her and I said, Hey, I know you don't know I'm in California, but I'm in Santa Monica, close to where you live. 
I, you know, I know you're busy, but would you be open to meeting for coffee? Because I'd love to see you, mm. and I'm right by you. So she texted back immediately, sure, you know, I'd love to see you. I'm on my way to a Zumba class, but sure, I'd love to see you. So we met at a, the Coffee Bean for about 15, 20 minutes, and I gave her a hug, and, and, uh, and it turned out that was the last time I ever saw her, because when I got back to New York a few months later, she unexpectedly passed away also. Wow. So I saw two people that... I cared about that, that mm. passed away after that trip soon after and so that was also you know an amazing aspect of it and then the last thing is the, la- the second to last day I was there I actually met with three very well-known producers in LA the last day I was meeting with one producer I posted it on Facebook or something and um, a friend of mine who I didn't tell anyone I was going to LA so no one really knew but he said you're in LA let me come meet you so I met with him last minute from a Facebook post when I was we were at this bar in Hollywood and he said, so I was telling him my purpose of my trip. I was, you know, I'm meeting with some producers, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, and he said, when are you leaving? And I said, tomorrow. Or it was like, I was leaving very soon after, or two days after, or like the next day, I forget. Yeah. And he said, you have to meet this one guy. He's a really great um, songwriter and blah, blah, blah. And he, he said, are you open to that? And I said, sure. So we texted this guy. And the guy was free to meet the next day. So within, like, it happened so fast, but I ended up right before I left meeting with this one guy. I didn't even know he was a producer. And we totally hit it off. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really special. He had played me something he had produced. And I'm like, you produced that? And he said, yes. So it, it felt really, um, it felt really super special, actually, that... I wasn't supposed to quote, I was supposed to meet him, but I wasn't, it was such a spontaneous last minute thing to meet him. So I met him like the last day of a trip where I had gone to meet other producers and I also had the opportunity to visit my grandfather and my friend Pamela before they passed away. What an amazing story. I'm just taking it all in. So many elements, like just how you surrender and trust so deeply in your sort of when you get those hits of like awareness, like, ooh, I need to go there. (laughs) And then all the amazing gifts. But also I love how you um, let go of the attachment to the outcome, right? Like it was just like, okay, this producer's not a fit. What else is possible? And just kind of keep being in the question and the flow. It's so amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting better, and I still have attachments. I mean, I was, I had my mind set on one particular producer there that I thought would be the perfect thing. Yeah. But I think, but I think ultimately, you do need to be open to other possibilities. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes it is the the perfect person that you think, or the perfect situation, and you just know it. But sometimes there's something even better mm. that you're not aware of. So I'm constantly working on surrendering and. Um, and, f- and following impulses and being more receptive to it and being happier and just um, having fun along the way more. That's my intention to just have, be open to more adventure and fun and seeing where it leads. And and it's true if you can, I'm, I'm talking to myself now, but if you can let go of the outcome more, then you're open to even more possibilities that are, can far surpa- surpass what you initially thought. I love that. Yes, there's so many possibilities out there and our mind is so often like, at least I know my mind is so limited, right? You can only, it's like, there's almost blinders on a lot of times. And so you can't take your blinders off, but you can be like, okay, well, what are my blinders having me pick? And then let me be open to what else is possible, you know, like, cause who knows? <laughs> so, um, what a beautiful story. I love that. And it, yeah, it's so, so great. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> oh my God, thank you for asking. Yeah. 
So do you have any other interesting, I know I remember seeing you post on Facebook. So for those of you that are listening, Sherry has a really beautiful Facebook um, presence. Like your fan page is amazing. You put out so much beautiful energy and you have a lot of fans um, who just love and adore you. And I love and adore you. So do you have any, I remember you posting a story about your birthday and you were like something about a birthday cake and a taxi cab. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, my, if you're into social media, my Facebook pages um at sherry miller music and that's it's s-h-e-r-i one r one i miller like the beer sherry miller music Mm -hmm. it's the same for instagram too and Mm -hmm. twitter i think it's just sherry miller but anyway um yeah one of the la trips oh this is a great i have a million great or a million stories i'll I'll leave it up to you (laughs) because they're great or not but i like them but um yeah the day it was my birthday when i was recording in la and I uh, was going to treat myself to sushi, me and the producer, and there's a place called um, called Sugarfish in L.A., so we, I had taken an Uber to, to get um, sushi, and it was a shared ride Uber, and on the way back to the studio, because we were working that day, with my, with my sugar fish in hand, there was a girl in the Uber car, and she was holding a cake of all things on the day of my birthday, a birthday cake. So I was like, oh my God, is that for me? You know, I got so excited that it was a, a birthday. Like, oh, that's never happened to me before, to be in a, you know, a car with someone on your birthday who has a birthday cake. She said, oh yeah, this is a birthday cake for my sister. And I'm like, oh, what's your sister's name? And she said, oh, it's Sharice. And I said, you're kidding me, right? And she said, why? What are you talking about? And I go, Sharice is my nickname. Like, people call me Sharice. So there was a birthday cake in an Uber car on my birthday, a sheet cake that she was holding that said, happy birthday, Sharice, on it. (laughs) And it had all these... um, like there had cherries on it which is like I have a joke with a friend about cherries too so it was just the craziest thing that the universe because that morning I said to the to the universe or God whatever you want to call it higher power I said universe what surprises do we have today that it could be totally delight and surprise me and make today the most fun and incredible adventurous day on my birthday so and at first I didn't and nothing happened initially when I was up until that point I was like universe what's going on here let's let's get some fun in here yeah so that was pretty unbelievable and That's amazing. it's like if somebody showed up to you on your birthday if you were sharing a ride with someone that had a big sheet cake that said happy birthday allison a total stranger yeah that's insanity and the best <laughs> insanity of the best kind i love that story oh my i remember you posting about that on facebook and just so loving seeing that story i was like how can it get better that's so cool it so it was magic <laughs> it was totally magic. magic oh i love that so what last words do you want to leave magic or any other inspiring words do you want to leave with the listeners today and of course if you're listening yes i will include all the links the social media the instagram and the facebook in the description so you can find sherry yeah oh thanks yeah and and if anyone wants to sign up for the email list or learn more you'll put the website link on there yeah it's just my name s-h-e-r-i miller.com um but what do i want to leave your listeners with um, I love you for thank you for listening. But I mean, most of all, I just I feel very blessed to be able to write songs and, and make music and, and to share it and, and that people want to hear it. And um, yeah, I'm just really super excited about all these new songs that I've been really focused on and excited about that we're recording that we're finished now recording and releasing next year. Mm. So there's a lot of great new content. Keep an eye open in 2019 for tons of great content and songs. Content meaning songs. <laughs> and I'm just, I just feel so lucky to be a musician and songwriter and 
an artist and alive right now most of all too (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much sherry for joining us and thank you listeners if you made it this far we both love you i love you and yeah share with us what did you get out of this interview did you take something away did you learn something new or are you just inspired and we'll maybe we'll see you at one of sherry's future concerts (laughs) i would love that and also to all your listeners follow your dreams follow whatever whatever you think is impossible it is possible you can do it so please follow your dreams and listen to your own intuition and your own heart and your own soul because you can do it Mm. all right bye everyone